Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, but as for the criminals, we just don't give a shit. Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail created by Tabitha and Katie. Hey guys, it's Tabitha. And I'm Katie. Welcome back to Crimes and Cocktails. We're getting into the holidays right now, so some things might be hectic, but that's not new. Um, (laughs) But we're going to get some content out early, get ahead as we always try to plan to do so just wish us luck there (laughs) um so we're going to kick off the holidays with a crime set in a wintry wonderland russia (laughs) um and has some similarities to some christmasy themes as in one of the classic toys uh dolls (laughs) it's gonna be a creepy one for you guys love it love dolls in russia (laughs) russian doll russian Russian nesting doll uh, but before we get into tonight's story, let's um, let's see. So we're going to do a giveaway. We keep talking about this elusive giveaway, but it, it's happening, guys. It's going to happen. <laughs> yes. I think we're going to have it uh, the first week of December. So if you're listening yeah. to this, it's almost Thanksgiving. Uh, after Thanksgiving, we will have some cool stuff putting together. And then we have some... Fun little things going out to our patrons. Thank you guys. Love ya. And yes. um, yeah, let's and you guys will get an episode on Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh. Yes, we have a special patron-only Thanksgiving. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. <laughs> Cannibal extravagance. Yeah. What else would we do on Thanksgiving? Become a patron now, if you would <laughs> like to listen to like that. Like to lose your appetite. Before you eat your American meal, that makes no sense. Um, anyways, let's get wasted. <laughs> so, I know typically for I'm already there. Um, so typically we like to make our own kind of cocktails or a twist on the cocktail. But I just I had to do a corpse reviver number two because you will see why. <laughs> so let me teach you guys how to make this one. You're gonna take a coup glass and give it a little absinthe rinse. Um, you could drink that absinthe if you want, or just toss it out in the sink. Just coat your glass with just it. Just snort it. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, and then to an ice-filled glass, you're gonna add uh, a quarter ounce uh, or three-quarter ounce of gin, Lillet Blanc, orange liqueur, and lemon juice. Uh, shake that all up, strain it into your absinthe rinse glass, um, and you can enjoy from there. So if you want to add a little bit of uh, lemon rind, you can leave it as is. It's simple, it's fresh, it's delicious, it's nothing like this case. Um, but there you go. So, Yum. 
As always, you can find this recipe on our Instagram at Crimes and Cocktails. Um, Twitter is at Cocktails Crimes or our Patreon, which we mentioned above. Hint, hint. For $3 or less. Three, Three, my lord. (laughs) (laughs) So sign up. Cheers, guys. Yes, cheers. I may have just skipped the drink and just started taking shots of gin by now, but... It's all the same, right? <laughs> I like to keep it classy on the holidays, you know? Yes. On the holidays, on a Tuesday night. Tuesday night. <laughs> when we record. Wednesday night, you know, whatever. Whatever day it is. Whatever, Keeping I don't classy. know. It's all I the same. I don't care anymore. From Just here until New Year's, man, it's all the same. <laughs> Gonna drink my way to New Year's. <laughs> That's my Amy challenge. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> a dab of the broker other in gold. Yeah, hey, let's not put that monocle one right now. We cannot mess with that, that shit. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Jeez, I did survive election though, so that's good. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So first, I'm just going to apologize, as I do for most of anything that has to do with pronunciation or accents (laughs) or whatever i'm gonna mess some of this up so that's just gonna happen russia uh russian is not my wheelhouse (laughs) they'll do like this (laughs) so it begins yeah we can't pronounce anything so we'll just see (laughs) i just think of um, (laughs) polly Mongol. <laughs> Mongol. I'm sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> All right. Oh, we already started drinking before we started the episode, guys. So this is our crying. second episode recording tonight, so it's getting We're lit ready. like a Christmas tree. <laughs> getting seasonal. Which, by the way, Katie does put up her Christmas tree like the day after Halloween, and it is ridiculous. All right, I put it up like three days after Halloween. So. Okay. My entire house is decorated. I'm almost done with my Christmas shopping. Um, I haven't even thought haven't about Christmas shopping. What was that? I haven't even thought about Christmas shopping yet. I like to spread it out so that I don't feel so broke right before Christmas. <laughs> That's true. I like the pressure of Christmas Eve shopping. <laughs> you and all the other single dads out there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be that auntie. We all know it. <laughs> All right, let's get in here. So I'm going to assume that this name, so it begins. I really should have Googled some of these names. Anatoly Mothskin. No, Mothfin. You had a suggestion? I think. (laughs) I'm all like sounding it out in my head. Anatoly Mothskin. Mothskin. Maybe. Moskvin? Man, my ex actually spoke Russian. I should have, maybe I should have learned some of that from him. Eh. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So he was born. Yeah, I was just making sure that that was actually a he first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it is. <laughs> September 1st, 1966. In... <laughs> Can we just, I just need to pause for a minute. Like. All right, sorry about that, guys. I just had to laugh for a second at my stupidity. Um, all right, so let's let's get back in. Okay, so uh, Natalie, I'm not even going to try the last name, 
was born September 1st, 1966 in Gorky, which is was then a part of the USSR. Back in the USSR. And it's currently known as... <laughs> I'm just going to give up now. Nizhny Novgorod. <laughs> Novgorod. Novgorod. That sounds about Russian. Yeah. And it is... I'm so sorry if you're Russian. Just, like, maybe skip this episode. And it is in western Russia, about 260 miles east of Moscow. As a child, Natalie... Or Natalie? Natalie had self-admitted... He had a self-admitted fascination with death. And would wander to cemeteries for fun. Which, I mean... We do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think about death a lot. I like cemeteries. They're cool. Uh, he wrote an article in later years recounting the pivotal moment in his life that just kind of solidified his whole interest in death. He claimed that when he was 13, he saw a funeral procession, or not possession, <laughs> funeral <laughs> procession. Wow. <clears throat> oh my gosh. I just need to get my shit together here. <clears throat> he saw a funeral procession for an 11-year-old girl named Natasha Petrova, and one of the adults forced him to kiss the dead girl's face by pushing his face down on her forehead, which is like, I get that that's like something, you know, some people do out of respect. At the same time, like, it's it's a dead person. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, unless, no. how, how dead is this? This is like freshly dead or like, <laughs> <laughs> what, really dead? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> dead Tom's dead. <laughs> dead Tom's dead. Well, when my grandma passed. I mean, she had just passed. So it was different. It was like she just passed. But if my grandma had been dead for like a week, I'm not gonna go and. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I don't even like open casket. Like, ooh, yeah, they're creepy. Funerals, like, won't see me there. <laughs> they always look kind of like gray skinned, and yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, so he says he kissed her forehead and then over and over again, and then Natasha's mother put a wedding ring on both of their fingers, which is also just weird. Disturbing. I'm like, <laughs> like what does that bride. mean? Did they just like get married? Yeah, to a eleven-year-old yeah. corpse bride. Like, what is that? Yeah. So his interest in death continued into adulthood as he entered Moscow State University. He studied Celtic history and fol- folklore and ling- linguistics. <laughs> Linguini. Yeah, that's an English word. <laughs> um, he actually spoke 13 languages, unlike us. Um, <laughs> I can't even speak one. <laughs> I can't even pronounce one. Uh, so his focus in history was actually more historic burial rituals, cemeteries, and the occult. Um, I'll admit that, you know, I'm a historian, too, and I'm interested in those kind of things, <laughs> but um, that's where me and this guy, uh, <laughs> the only thing we have in common. Boskvin, whatever his name is, was well-read and had a large collection of books in his personal library, over 60,000, um, as a mu- well as a much creepier collection, which was his huge collection of dolls. Um, he didn't have many friends. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> um, or much of a social life at all. He lived with his parents. He never dated. He never went out. Um, he did express several times, though, that he wanted to be a father. Specifically, he wanted to be a father to a daughter, 
Um, and he even applied to adopt a little girl at one point, even though his parents were against it. Um, but his application ended up being denied because he was low income. Thank God, because I yeah. just feel like if this guy has a bunch of dolls, he probably wanted a daughter to have her be like a little doll. Yeah. Or something yeah. fucking weird like that. So Moskin was well respected in his field. Um, he was regarded as an expert in local cemeteries, uh, probably, you know, going back to when he was a kid. I mean, he just got really good at this shit. Uh, he taught at um, the Novgorod Linguistic, wow, we both cannot talk today, university. <clears throat> he wrote several books, papers, newspapers, and journal articles. Basically, he did a lot of odd jobs in the world of academia, but he was regarded as a genius, even if like colleagues said, yeah, he's, he's a little eccentric, he's a little weird, he's a little, <laughs> yeah. little weird guy. Got a lot of dolls, got a lot of books. He hangs out <laughs> in cemeteries a lot, but uh, he's a genius. He's really smart. And honestly, I feel like a lot of really genius people are just kind of kind off. of weird. Yeah, yeah. A off. I'm just off about the genius. So <laughs> there's that. In 2005, he was commissioned by a fellow academic named Oleg Ryabov. 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 Yeah. <laughs> to make a list of all the people buried in over 700 cemeteries in different regions of the Nizhny Novgorod Oblast. Oblast. So over a period of two years, Moskin went on foot to every cemetery, which is like insane, to track names of the dead. He was working so many hours that he sometimes would even just sleep in the cemeteries instead of getting a hotel room nearby because he was just constantly like working and writing these numbers down. Um, he was obviously questioned by the police a lot because of this kind of behavior, you know, throughout his process, but he would just give him his credentials and tell him what they're doing. And they'd be like, all right, weirdo, we're just going to move along. So... There we go. In one of the cemeteries, this is a little too much for me, uh, Moskin even slept in one of the <laughs> caskets that was being prepared for a burial. So, like, there wasn't anyone in it. No. They just, yeah, no, just, he was just like, oh, <laughs> I'll just sleep here. I'll just cuddle here. Which I'm like, we like cemeteries, but I would never sleep in a casket. I'm no. like, I would be so afraid I'd be buried alive or something. That is just like, yeah, well, yeah, that's a good thought too. Like, what if you're just in a heavy, deep sleep and then. Throw it in. <laughs> yeah. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a real a real weird dude. But yes. um so in two thousand nine, some locals began to complain that their loved ones' graves had been desecrated. Um, which is they either just, you know, disturbed or they had been dug up completely. Some of the graves were Muslim individuals, so at first authorities thought, okay, maybe this is like a hate crime or something. So they ta they set up a task force, but they were unable to catch who was doing it for two years. So one of the families who complained were Natalia and Igor. Igor. Is it Igor? Um, <laughs> Karmova. <laughs> <laughs> Their 10-year-old daughter, Olga, had actually been murdered by a drug addict while walking a block oh. over to see her grandmother. Um, oh. She was missing for several months before her body was found in an attic. Um, so oh obviously her family was already grieving a little girl who had gone way too soon. 
Um, and then after her funeral, it was obvious that a stranger kept disturbing her grave. They would find that flowers or wreaths that they placed there would go missing or would be moved to other graves. Um, toys were placed on her grave that they didn't put there and that nobody they knew put there. And then they were like notes that started to appear. All the letters were addressed to Olga, calling her little lady. Oh um, they would be holiday letters, birthday cards, congratulations on what grade she was about to enter. And they would all be written as if she were still alive, mm-hmm. which was creepy. <laughs> yeah. um, and then all of them were signed by Dobry Angel or DA, which means kind angel. Um, so Natalia and Igor got to the point where it was almost too upsetting to even visit their daughter because they weren't sure what they would find there next. Um, and then at one point they received a note on her grave that was actually addressed to them for the first time. And this one was demanding that they put a huge monument to Olga up or that she would be dug up and taken. Yeah. (laughs) So they were scared. They placed a large headstone up and then they came back like a few days later and there was some writing on it. And then they came back again and then found out that the headstone had just been completely broken, like somebody had taken an axe to it. What the fuck do you want, dude? Yeah. So in 2011, police got a call that a man was at the cemetery painting over pictures of dead Muslims on their headstones. And then when police came to investigate, they found... Moskvin. Moskvin. Of course. Um, So he was arrested, obviously. Um, he claimed that he had just been painting and nothing more, but since the cemetery had been disturbed before, his old way of telling police his job and why he was there or whatever didn't work, um, and police knew that they needed to investigate further this time. Yeah. So there were about eight police that went to his apartment to gather evidence, and as we were talking earlier about that really big, large doll collection, little Russian nestling dolls. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sure some of you guys probably guessed the direction where this is going, but they weren't all actually dolls. So, yeah, dun-dun. When, I'm so behind on that show, by the way. (laughs) Um, but when police entered the apartment, Mosfin shared with his, which is the apartment he shared with his elderly parents, um, they first noticed the smell, which, yeah. What, did his parents, like, not smell anything? Like, I just, I don't know. Uh, Then they noticed life-size dolls mixed in with your typical-sized dolls. All of them were clothed. Some of them were wearing knee-high boots, makeup on their cloth faces. And then when the police moved them, they played music. Scattered through the apartment were photographs of grave sites, um, name plaques that had been that had been pried off of headstones, doll making books, books on mummification, cemetery maps, etc., etc., etc. The apartment was like a rat's nest. There was just junk everywhere, along with these dolls. Kind of just looked like a hoarder situation, which I'm just like, my God, these poor parents living there. Like, I don't right. know what kind of health condition they were in, but I'm sure they just felt like this is how we live now yeah this is where we're at so in all 29 29 by the way dolls quote-unquote dolls were actually mummified corpses of dead girls from ages 3 to 25 years old he had 29 
corpses in his apartment. Yeah, and they call it a small apartment, like when all the reading I did, so I really don't know how big the apartment actually well, was. Well, see, there's California small. <laughs> but like <laughs> 29, there's... like 33 people in all, I guess, because of his parents, so actually 32, but then in one apartment. And then all the, then they had a bunch of other, like, just books and dolls yeah. and, yeah, all of that, so, oh my gosh. So he had preserved them with salt and baking soda and then had stuffed them with fabric to keep them formed because, as you guys know, when you die, your insides don't really stay solid. In the words of Rasputin, I'm falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're not really like a solid thing. Yeah. Uh, nope. And then he had placed music boxes in some of their chest cavities so that they could play music. And he had wrapped their bodies in fabric and nylon, and then he painted their faces to resemble dolls. Some of them had personal belongings that they had been buried with in their chest cavities. And later it was found that the clothes that they were wearing were the ones that they had been buried with. The oldest body found in his apartment had been there for nine years. And it was the body of little Olga the girl that Katie was talking about whose parents were being terrorized. The entire time they were receiving notes addressed to their daughter, she had already been taken from her grave. So he's just fucking with them after he'd already It was taken, really like, sad because then when her mom found out, she's like, I had my daughter for 10 years and he got to have her for nine more. And I was just like... Oh, that is a really creepy thought. Yeah. But honey, so you also don't want your daughter like that. What was that? I'm like, but also you don't want your daughter like that. Like, oh, I don't know. I he's like, oh, she had her nine more. <laughs> yeah, no, creep. So when questioned, Moskvin admitted that he had done it freely. He was just like, yeah, I took them. Um, he said that he would also put fake eyes or buttons on them so he could they could watch TV oh <laughs> like with him. Um, and they liked to watch cartoons, I guess. Um, he also said that he'd only dug up girls who had told him they wanted to be free. Oh, God. So when Moskvin had been making his list of all the dead in local cemeteries, he would sleep on top of the graves of the girls, and he said that they would speak to him. He said some would tell them him to, like, leave them alone, but others said that they wanted to come out and go with, home with him, and those are the ones that he would dig up and that take. That is so creepy. I know. <laughs> so, that is so terrifying and so creepy. Yeah. So he said that he had preserved them so that one day either magic or science could bring them back to life, and then he would just keep them company until then. Um, most of the girls he said that he loved and regarded as his children, but some of them he had grown to hate, and those ones he had placed in the garage instead of allowing them to be in the house. Um, so there was actually there was no evidence that Moskvin had sexually abused any of the girls. Um, doctors that spoke with him found that and like psychiatrist found that he was actually repulsed by the idea of sex in general and that he may have actually himself been sexually abused as a child and that's what led to part of this well there's that yeah so his parents claimed to not know um that their son had done this and that they were out of town in the summer so they're like oh well he probably did it then they said that they thought his doll obsession was harmless and that he was just lonely but I was just like, come on, your house is filled with giant dolls. How do you your house stinks. That? He's watching button eyed dolls with cartoons with them. Like, I'm sorry, but 
I don't believe it. I mean, even like uh, like John Wayne Gacy, like he didn't have that shit out on display, but I mean, people were like, oh yeah, his house smelled really bad. I feel like when you go into a house where there are rotting corpses, yeah, you're, you just know. Yeah. Like your mind is like, yeah, there's something dead here. Yes. But you try to like turn a blind eye to it and you try to convince yourself, no, 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 no. There's not. There's definitely so, not. Back when, like, we lived in a trailer in Castroville, there was this time where the smell was coming up through our vents, and I kept on telling my mom, it smells like something died. It smelled like something died. The house smells like like something's dead in here. And so we called the landlord, and they went underneath, and it was a dead possum underneath the trailer. That was one dead animal yeah. underneath. Like, this are talking about 29 bodies inside of an apartment. And I mean, like, yeah, he quote-unquote mummified them but like these bodies weren't mummified before they were buried so they were already like decomposing and rotting in those graves and then he just pulled them out and salted them like yeah (laughs) no that's just like whatever it was like they just i think that they were like yeah there's definitely something going on here but i don't want to deal with it yeah. Kind of an attitude. I don't know what the situation was, if they, their bills were paid by him or what. Yeah, like, at first, when we were re- you know, reading this, I was thinking, like, hey, maybe they're, like, really, like, just elderly, and they can't really move around a lot, so they're just kind of there. But, like, if yeah. these guys are, like, leaving for summer vacation or something like that, then I'm like, okay, wait. Yeah, I guess they owned What's another house, here? like, somewhere else, their summer home, and they would stay there in the summers, so... Oof, I couldn't imagine a hot summer in that apartment with all those bodies. That's probably why they went elsewhere in the summer. (laughs) (laughs) The island in the sun. (laughs) Anyway, um, he was charged with the desecration of over 40 graves. He admitted that he was guilty, didn't try to fight that. He also told victim, like the victim's parents in court that they had abandoned their girls and he had brought them home and warmed them up. And that if they had tried to rebury them too deeply, or not to rebury them too deeply, because he would just come and get them again. Oh my god. Just terrifying to be heard. Um, so during these court proceedings, he was also found to have schizophrenia yeah. and was sentenced to a psychiatric ward instead of prison. Yeah. Which makes that's, sense. Uh, what he did. I mean, he didn't do anything violent. Yeah. Um, and thank God he didn't, like, you know, murder any kids to crap. create some dolls. But yeah. he's definitely not well. It's definitely giving me, like, Ed Gein feelings. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Ed Gein did eventually kill. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, definitely some mental, mental, mental health issues there. So in 2019, the facility he is being kept at, they wanted to release him back home and continue treatment there, but thankfully the court denied that, and he's still in custody because I just, I don't know. <laughs> he probably would have just started digging up bodies probably again. Probably would have started digging bodies again. I mean, it just it seems like this is what he knows, and this is just what he's going to do. Yeah. So there is no actual term for his sentence he could potentially be there until he dies um we were doing some research while we were doing some research for this one we did see uh some weirdo named gretchen tender had which is 
don't know. She had, <laughs> she had made a petition Tender. to free him, saying that he just cared too much and that what he was doing was really no different than an archaeologist, which is, like, so laughable. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that's not the same thing at all. Uh, the petition is only cut, only has about 15 out of 100 signatures, so hopefully it is my guess that that is going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, listen, lady, there's always that one crazy lady that thinks they can save a man, like... Yeah. You I'll know, I just read bad. a statistic that there was, like... What was the, it was like the percentage of men in Qatar was like five times the amount for women. I'm like, just go find yourself a man over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop trying to fix broken men. <laughs> just they're stop. in prison for a reason most times. They're in prison for a reason. <laughs> Let them figure or their shit out. they're in a mental health facility for a reason. Let them be there and get well. They don't need yeah. you to get well. Um, No. I think that this guy would probably, I mean, let's see how, let's see how old he is. So he was born in 66. So yeah, yeah. he is like, I mean, he's like my parents' age. Yeah, he's like, he's like a little bit younger than my mom. Yeah, he's in his 50s. And that means that he has been out in the world obsessing with cemeteries for over half his life like that's not just an easy thing to break like he's definitely going to go back to that if he gets let out yeah and he's still young enough to be able to do all this stuff and again i mean while he didn't do anything violent who's to say that he wouldn't do something violent yeah it could have easily escalated to something violent yeah and you know he was like these poor families especially like the one the story i said with her little daughter was murdered and then just her body gone for nine years. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and then the entire time they're dealing with these creepy notes from him. Archaeologists don't do that. No, <laughs> so, no, they yeah. don't. And they're preserving history, and this guy is not preserving history. He's no. making, he's man- manipulating historic artifacts, honestly. Yeah. He's making himself children. <laughs> yeah, oh it's not good. Not good for anyone. It reminds me of that episode of Criminal Minds with that girl who has all her dolls. I'm trying to remember that episode. It's creepy. She's like crazy and she kidnaps all these girls and then like drugs them and turns them into dolls and then keeps them and has tea parties with them. Mm. There is a, I don't know if you, did you watch the Dexter reboot? No. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) I figured. But... I'm a huge Dexter fan, like a huge, huge Dexter fan, and that show was a disappointment to me. But um, there is like a killer there that he basically is making like life-size dolls and putting them in glass boxes, and it kind of makes me think of that. Uh, no, thank you. I feel like I've. Seen, I mean, there's definitely a lot of crime shows that have come up with this. So I mean, because this shit it's actually scary. happens, you know, it's creepy. But yeah, <clears throat> this is a. Very, very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> very, very creepy. So our sources for this were allthingsinteresting.com, uh, cultnation.com, Google Arts and Culture, and Daily Mail, our most reliable source, probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. Um, that is a wild tale. Uh, I'm you also know? just picturing, like, 
creepy little porcelain dolls. With, like, yes, when I was researching Google some of this, eyes. I kept pictures kept popping up of the dolls, as in the girls, and, like okay. what they looked like, and the pictures are just all over the place, and it was really disturbing to see, to see what they looked so, like. So, and they also, to me, don't look like dolls. So <laughs> I'm just like, how did people not find this out sooner? Like, did he have dolls at all, or were they just he all- had other dolls as well? Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, did he have dolls at all, or were they just all human girls? No, he had, like, little dolls, like, you know, like, normal-sized dolls all over the place. Mm. And then these ones were just, like, sitting on the couch or standing up in the corner. Like, they were everywhere. Like, it's interesting. Why are dolls so creepy? I think it's because they look like humans, but they're not. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, when I was a little girl, I I definitely had dolls that I loved. Mm -hmm. I had my doll that I would carry around all the time. Especially when we had my little brother, because I wanted to also, I think, take care of, like, a baby like my mom. And so it's definitely, yeah. like, you know, it's a very cute, common, innocent little toy for girls, you know, girls and boys when they're little. But some for some reason, when we get older, and I mean, I know a lot of it is uh, media. We have, like, movies like Chucky and stuff that come out <laughs> and make us terrified of dolls and such. But sometimes it's just, I... like was terrified of dolls as a kid um and i taylor and i actually just had this conversation when i was reading up on this stuff and i would keep because people would give me i was the only girl in my family so people would give me like porcelain dolls all the time and i would keep them in my closet because i didn't want to like have them looking at me at night (laughs) and every time i went in my closet i would pretend like with them that i liked them and just be like oh hi like um oh i'm just gonna God. shut this door because i was afraid that they would come out and kill me that's so creepy <laughs> oh my god that's like a horror movie i would be nice to them so that they wouldn't hurt me oh my gosh i mean that's like the the bargain i make with ghosts all the time <laughs> <laughs> like mentally i'm like <laughs> taylor's like um why don't you just get rid of them you weirdo <laughs> I mean, if you didn't my think about it, my mom would me because they were gifts from like elderly relatives. Oh my gosh! Do did baby dolls ever creep you out, or was it just the ones that are like that are supposed to look like a little adult? Oh no, baby dolls didn't freak me out. See, I think that or that's like Barbies what it didn't is. freak it's me out, but it was about, just the porcelain dolls that would freak me out. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a porcelain doll that I loved. Oh my gosh, she was so pretty. She was a pretty little porcelain doll. But now I think about it, like if that thing was just sitting on my wall staring at me with those glass eyes like yeah it definitely would freak me out like dolls but i'm thinking i'm like i think (laughs) i'm thinking part of it is like you know when you have the little baby dolls it's it's still babies are that size normally yeah but when you have one of those porcelain dolls like a full-grown human is not that size yeah so it's like this extra like element of like they're capable of doing things that full-size humans can do like run walk yeah. grab something punch you, <laughs> strangle you <laughs> stab you yeah poke your eyes I out i thought they were gonna do it but i was terrified of them and i would just be like i'm just gonna shut this door you guys have a good night and i would be like <laughs> the door would have to be completely shut and we always had cheap like sliding closets that would always be so open that crack sad. and i would be so scared that they were gonna be looking through <laughs> Oh my gosh, you poor thing. That is so sad. I really hope that uh, 
Gosh, if you have kids that they just... <laughs> they won't have those. Yeah. I won't have them in my house. I don't care if an Not elderly relative gives them one, I'll smash the face. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so creepy. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i looking at pictures of this guy right now, of these dolls, and they are fucking scary. Yeah, they don't look like dolls. Right? And they don't like, look like dolls. So, like, the yeah, parents... Yeah, so I was like, oh, I just thought he liked making dolls. Why no, bullshit. <laughs> Those parents are psychos. So, yeah. yeah. That's something. I think he was an only child, so maybe they were just, like, well, he's our only kid. We have to protect him. I, I don't fucking know, but... <sighs> Man. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm Brian Fellows. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that is uh, this week's episode. Um, Stay away from Russia. Yeah, stay away from those dolls. We are very sorry that we very badly just butchered all of those Russian names. Um, Don't come for me. I'm just, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a struggle, okay? Uh, But yeah. So uh, anyways, we hope you guys have a wonderful, happy holiday week next week. And uh, kick off the holiday season. And um, yeah, we'll catch you after you get stuffed with a turkey. So uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.